Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Hi, I'm your host, James Swanson, and this is Pad the Stats fantasy football podcast. We did not get a fantasy football podcast out uh, last week. Um, I apologize for that. We are doing our 2018 I couldn't think of a really creative name, 2019, or sorry, 2019 Fallers, I guess we're going to call it, um, kind of how we talked about two weeks ago, Pat and I, with uh, guys that we think are going to step up in 2019, take a step forward in the overall rankings. Uh, we're going to give a couple guys tonight. Pat joins me again on the podcast. We have two players each who we think are going to take a step back in the 2019 season, guys who might fall down the rankings a little bit. So we're going to give you those players. Um, but first and foremost, Pat, uh, a little bit of league news and notes that we want to want to start off with. Why don't you give our listeners, uh, where do you want to start? You want to start with the Ben Watson news? Yeah, we'll start with um, Ben Watson news. You know, there's just a couple pieces here. Let's get out of the way first, and then we'll dive into our 2019 fallers. So let's talk about Ben Watson. Four-game suspension for... PEDs. I yep, that's believe. what it is. He's been using PEDs. I don't know, uh, you know, what he was really thinking there. I don't know if he just thought he could take them since he was thinking about retiring or what. But sounds like he was taking some PEDs and he'll be suspended for the first four games. You know, I don't think he was going to be much of an impact to begin with. I mean, he's in, he's extremely old. Um, you know, he's shown that he can do stuff in the past, but I don't think he's going to be a very fantasy relevant player. Maybe it's a little more of a hit to that Patriots offense in general than anything. Yeah. I, I yeah I agree. I, nothing huge. Um, or another you know, reason to like really... uh, Austin's fair and Jenkins more. Well, I think that was probably going to be the number one option anyway. Don't you think? Yeah, but you know, just saying, maybe a little bit more reason to like him after that. Ben yeah. Watson. Yeah, yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. Um, Kyler Murray in Arizona. They're running a lot of shotgun in in the OTA so far. Is what we're hearing. Yeah. Um, sounds like they're going to almost exclusively run. Uh, the sh- out of the shotgun. I don't think I've seen, you know, from what I've seen, it's just all they've been running during uh, during practice. Um, so, you know, honestly, what that could mean is just more op- more availability or more snaps for some of their deeper wide receivers. I think you're going to see, you know, uh, Christian Kirk on all the time, Fitzgerald all the time. Um, but you could also see, you know, Hakeem Butler and, uh, and uh, Andy Isabella, you yeah. know, running a lot. Them out in four receiver sets is their kind of just their norm. Right, you know, four receiver sets, three receiver sets, and uh, and you know, running back, and maybe even um, a tight end out there, you know, in seals. Uh, but um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think you're, you're right. Just see I, a lot of passing. Yep, I think this spells a pretty good opportunity for the rookie wide receivers to crack the starting lineup and get some get some looks. Um, I still think that far and away, I don't, I shouldn't say far and away, but in my Mind, I'm firmly set that Christian Kirk is the wide receiver to own in Arizona. Uh, just some of the things I saw last year with a quarterback in Josh Rosen, who quite frankly couldn't hit the broadside of the barn at times. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did some good things before breaking his foot, Christian Kirk, that is. So I think with Kyler Murray, this is a good situation for really all the guys, but with a 30, what, six year old Larry Fitzgerald who couldn't stay out of the injury room last year by the looks of it. You know, I, I never want to kind of discount a guy like that that is an all-time legend and could just, you know, could yeah. still come back. Uh, you know, just we're only a few years removed now, three consecutive 100-catch seasons 
from Larry Fitzgerald. So, uh, you know, you, you never want to put a guy like that down, but I do think Christian Kirk is the guy to own there. Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, last bit of news and notes uh, that we have. Pat, do you want to break it? What was the last bit that you had written down there? No, I just said that it sounds like uh, early reports are saying Tevin Coleman could be the lead back in um, San Francisco. You know, I still see this as a as a big battle between him and uh, Jarek McKinnon. I don't think this is anywhere but solved. It could be kind of more of a one-two punch like the uh, like uh, Devonta Freeman and and Tevin Coleman back in uh, the, uh, Atlanta, the days. Atlanta days. I still think Matt Breed is going to get work because he was very impressive last year. Honestly, I could see myself going into drafts just taking the cheapest guy out of the three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you think we could see three top 35 running backs? Um, Out of that? In that offense? No. Three top 40 running backs? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that you might see two. Does any one of those guys crack the top 20? It's going to be hard, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, maybe whoever. I think Burrito was right around 26, yeah. 27 last year. I mean, if some one of those guys grabs a role and they do run a lot, I mean, we have seen that a, uh, a Shanahan running back can be very useful in, in fantasy and very uh, productive, but it's just a, a crapshoot there. You know, yeah. I mean, it's going to be, if you get you happen to snipe right that, that guy, it's going to be great. Otherwise, you're probably just going to be cutting that guy after a, a couple weeks. Yeah, that's a tough situation because I thought. Uh, what I saw last year from Matt Breida, aside from, you know, hurting his ankle every single game, yeah. uh, it was a guy who really showed uh, an ability to rip off some big chunks, um, was very efficient with his with his touches. Now, Tevin Coleman is a guy that we've seen succeed in the past as well. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. And Jarek McKinnon just adds another level of complexity to that backfield. So it's going to be an interesting situation with the Niners' backfield this season. Which got, which one of those guys stands out and, you know, makes the biggest fantasy impact, I think, is going to be yeah, and I don't the think hardest we'll thing to determine. I don't think we'll know till week one. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be something that kind of develops into the season. You're just going to have to really keep an eye on it. Um, okay, well, let's get into this, Pat. Our 20, we're going to give you two guys each, two players each who, again, we think are going to take a step back this season in whatever capacity. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a guy who falls off the face of the earth, yeah, but no. maybe they take a step back where they're, they're 10 spots lower in the rankings or eight spots lower in the ranking spots lower, um, which is a significant bump uh, yeah. you know, downwards, I would say. Um, so give us your first player on your list, Pat. Yeah, this guy, um, actually, I don't even know if he's going to end up falling down the rankings. I just don't see him repeating what he did last year. And that guy is Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, he came out last year and he had a, he had one heck of a year, man. Like, holy crap, threw 50 touchdowns. It was seventh in attempted passes in the league, second in yards. He just dominated, honestly. Um, you know, had a heck of a year. But it's going to be his second year in the league. Oh, yeah. And he also had 10 games over 300 yards. Yeah. Led the league in that. Yeah. Um, third year. Are you talking about Pat? Oh, yeah. This will be his third year. Third year second year. Second, second year is a starting quarterback. Yeah, second yeah. year is a starting quarterback. Um, you know, teams will have more game film on him. I think I don't think he kind of gets back to where he was last year. I still, I still have him right now as my number one quarterback, but he's not far and away my number one quarterback. I'm mm -hmm. still debating between him, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck as that top guy. I don't think it's as, as clear cut as it was last year. I mean, Mahomes, he had 11 more touchdowns than the next guy. That's, that's insane. 
Right. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to throw as many touchdowns as he did last year. I think teams are able to to pick him apart. Still, I still think he's an elite, but I just think he comes down a little bit. You know, he's he's most likely going to lose Tyreek Hill. We still think that he's going to have some kind of suspension, mm-hmm. and this has a lot to do with that. Right. You know, Sammy Watkins could be their number one wide receiver, and while he's talented, yeah, he's never shown that ability to be elite. And since his like since his early days in, is in Buffalo, he can never stay healthy. He's only had one season that he's played all 16 games, and that was his rookie year. It's a good point. Um, and behind him, you know, they don't have any other wide receiver options that are proven. They have what? Uh, uh, There's no guarantee that Michael Hardman's any good. No, there isn't. And and we don't and, know. You know, in our in our pre-draft process, we weren't very high on him. He looked like he had some had some talent and some um, ability, like a Tyree Kill too. Yeah, down the to, field can stretch yeah. it a little bit. Yep. Yeah, but more as like a number two receiver, not that leading guy. Sure. Um, and he's not. He, he does have that speed of Tyree Kill, but he doesn't have the physicality that Tyree Kill brings even in that small package. Um, you know, they have uh, that Demarcus Robinson, who you know his second, I think second or third year in the league. Um, he could take a step up, but you know, just, there's not many people there that have a much of a tracker record besides Sammy Watkins. I still, still think Travis Kelsey has a year, maybe not as big as last year, but honestly, you could have a bigger one just with how much production he's going to need to do for, yeah. for them to keep it up. Yep. Um, I don't think Damian Williams is that all that good. I think he'll get you what you, you, uh, what you give him. You know, like if, if he they open yep. up lanes and, and, and be creative, I think he can do a lot. Kind of what we saw last year, yeah. I think he could do that again. But in an offense that might take a step back, I think he's going to take a step back as well. I don't think he's yep. that back that can create for himself. I think he relies on an up, up-tempo offense, a good offense that has a lot of um, complexity to it to kind of get him open and him in space. So I easily could see him taking a step back along with the rest of that offense this year yeah. and drag Mahomes down a little bit. Is he going to be the number one quarterback? I still would put him there as my number one drafted, but I think he is going to be way, way overdrafted this year. You might see him go in the second or early third round of your your drafts come August, September. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, without Tyreek Hill, that adds a, a level of uncertainty for that offense. No question. That is one of the biggest things that needs to be answered for Mahomes and the offense in 2019 is – you know, who's going to fill the void of Tyreek Hill if he's not in a Chiefs uniform? Is uh, My thing with Patrick Mahomes is I believe that, you know, he has a chance to be elite elite, which last year he showed it in one season. But I'm talking like long-term elite, like Aaron Rodgers elite, where it might just not matter. Like we've seen Aaron Rodgers have years of, of greatness with no no names. Yeah. Like could could Patrick Mahomes develop into that guy that just absolutely carries the offense? He definitely could. He and, definitely and, could. And throws for 40 touchdowns regardless of who's out there. Yeah, I think like, I think he has the arm talent to do that. I, I do too. I mean, I I still, like I said, he's still my number one quarterback. Right. But I is, just see him taking a step back to where I think he's going to be overdrafted, and that's where I'm kind of focusing this. Now, yeah. I mean, it's early. We don't know what ADP is going to end up being. But the hype on him, I think, is going to be pretty ridiculous. So it sounds like... He, for you, he's a guy who, instead of throws 50 touchdown passes, he might throw 38. Like, yeah, 38, 42. Yeah. He might still even lead the league in touchdowns, but I think he comes down a little bit from where he okay. was. Yep. It's not that guy that is just giving you almost a win every single week. It's going to be hard to repeat It's going to be hard to repeat. It's, it's, I mean, anybody's going to be hard to repeat 50 touchdowns. That's insanity. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that's in the stratosphere with like Peyton Manning and, yeah. and those. Well, that's just you know, that's just well, of, those those. Yeah, it's hard to do that. Career no years. That's a career year, and if yep. he's doing that every single year, he's going to be regarded as the best quarterback, you know, potentially of all time. Right. Right. And, and I think with a guy like him who just likes to sling it, there's a chance for a good chance for an increase in interceptions too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, turning the ball over. I thought they did a good job. That was one of the knocks on him coming out of college out of Texas Tech was, hey, is this guy going to turn the ball over a lot? Yeah. Uh, he didn't really do that a whole yeah. lot last year. Um, you know, that's something where where he the, the numbers could – you get a full-year yeah. tape on this guy. We know yeah. how this league operates. It's a copycat league. Defenses adjust. You have to adjust right back. Yeah. Will Patrick Mahomes adjust once defenses adjust to him a little bit? I mean, they have the they have one of the best offensive minds in the game, and, and yeah, and, and that, helps that helps a hundred so much, no question. And they found ways to make him successful. I still think he will be successful, but I think that defense gets better. I think that was the second worst defense in the league last year in terms of yards. They're yep. still going to be up against it because I still think that offense is is good. But are they going to be as good? I I don't think so. Now, uh, now if they keep Tyree Kill. I would still say I think he comes down a little bit from what he was last year, but maybe not quite as much. I, th- I if they have Tyree Kill going into the year with no threat of suspension, he's easily my number one quarterback right now. I'm debating between those three guys I mentioned. Yep, I I hear you. I hear everything you're saying, and and those are all great points. Now my my first guy is another guy who. Um, Last year was extremely efficient, and I'm going to turn to the running back position here, and I'm going to talk about James White for the New England Patriots. Returning on the second year of his three-year $12 million deal, he finishes the RB7 in PPR formats in 2018. Still a young guy. I think he's still 26, 27, right in that range. He's still a pretty young guy. Um, saw 22.6% of the team's target share in 2018, 600 snaps, which his previous career high was 427. Now, Rex Burkhead only played in eight games. They lost Deion Lewis. Sony Michelle was a rookie who was recovering from an injury in, in camp. I thought that was, you know, those all those factors played into James White seeing an increased load. Um, but he's also done some really good things for the Patriots in years past. He's been an efficient guy when they've given him the football. Last year just turned out to be a kind of a career, you know, high for this guy, a, a career setting year for James White. Um, you know, he just a little bit more into the numbers. He finished the season with 87 receptions on 123 targets. I don't see a chance that he gets to 123 targets this year. That's they had a true number one prototype receiver in Nikhil Harry on the outside, a guy they haven't had in a while. Now they do lose Gronk. They bring in a- ASJ. Um, I think Sony Michelle is a guy who sees an increased load. Now, I don't know about in the passing game. They add Damian Harris in the third round, so I think both of those guys contribute a little bit more on the offensive mm-hmm. side. I'm going to dive into those numbers a little bit more in what Sony Michelle did after the Week 11 bye for the Patriots um, once he got into a groove. But if you look at the numbers, uh, you know, Damian, I think Sony Michelle in his, rookie, in his senior season at Georgia only had nine receptions. Damian Harris was a guy who didn't have more than 22 receptions in any year at Alabama, 22 or 24. Um, so, you know, I think looking into the numbers a little bit more for James White, um, I think he's a guy who is going to be able to retain some of that, you know, reception, um, pr- you know, the production in the receiving game. Um, you know, he's had, he had just 94 rush attempts last season, total of 113 over his first four seasons as a pro. So the running, the rushing attempts have never been there for this guy. So, 
Um, he was efficient on the ground last year. He was even more so efficient, and the volume was there in the passing game. Um, averaged just under 27 rush yards per game and nearly 47 rush receiving yards per game last year. As I mentioned, Rex Burke had only appeared in eight games. Now, if they bring him back, um, he finished the year with 71 total touches in, in only eight games. I think you're probably looking at a guy who gets about 140, 150 touches if they do decide to bring him back yeah, in I a 16-game pace. Do you think they were signed um, to bring him back? I, mean, I don't know. That, I, I really don't you know. you think that would mean they're carrying four running backs? Let's assume they don't. Yeah. Okay, let's assume they don't. They just signed a guy in Damian Harris. I think I, I don't know if I said Damian yeah. Williams. We keep getting those yeah. two mi- mixed up um, in the third round this year, who I think has the potential to, to kind of carry a – I comped him to Mark Ingram. I think he has talent, and I think he can step into a pretty productive role, yeah. at least an efficient role, even as a rookie, uh, depending what kind of capacity Bill Belichick decides to use him in. Um, and he's a guy that I, can catch passes. Like we saw, we liked his a little bit, a little bit now, at Alabama. Yeah, yeah. They, it, the volume wasn't there, no. but but he can do it a little bit. I do think that. Um, my biggest question here is, is do the Patriots have another player on the roster that will consistently take away targets from James White? I, I don't know what the answer is to that right now. Um, you know, like I said, neither Michelle or Thomas, you know, really had the productions as pass catchers in college. And back to the Burkhead thing, is he going to be on the roster? Is he going to remain yeah. healthy? Um, and then the Keel Harry addition, I think, is really big here. So I think this it all spells... A bit of a regression for James White this year. I don't think he gets to those 123 targets. I don't think he gets to 87 receptions. I think he probably ends up somewhere in that 70 reception mark this year. So the efficiency, um, I think it's going to... Honestly, I think the efficiency in the passing game is going to remain about the same. I do think they'll use him pretty heavily in the red zone. But I just think the overall workload is going to come down. It's going to scale back. So... Why, running back seven in PPR formats in 2018, I don't think he gets there this year. I think he's more like he's beyond 15 for me. Yeah, I mean, um, current, I, I, current I think consensus he's probably rank, closer to 20. Current consensus rank has, has him at 25, which, yeah. I mean, I, I almost like him a little bit better than that. But um, there's just guys that I feel like have more upside to be a top back compared to him. I just don't, yeah, I agree with you. I don't see him getting to those top 10 levels again. I mean, if he catches 70 passes, you know, that's 17 fewer than he caught in 2018. I think that spells a top 20 running back in yeah. PPR. Like, I, I think don't, he'll I, get there. I, I, prob- I think he probably does too. And that, and that's the thing. You look at that, that, that offense, and I don't see anybody that's going to take away his workload. I mean. Well, and this is an offense that's gone to a short passing game as Tom Brady's gotten older. They're trying to keep him upright yeah. and not take as many hits, and yeah. James White's been the one of the biggest, you know, beneficiaries of that. Yeah, I don't see that changing a whole lot. Um, now I do think that that a guy like Nikhil Harry again, I think he's going to factor in year one. So you know that can't be overlooked. Julian Edelman a full season, hopefully, probably um, not, <laughs> but probably not. Yeah, that's probably wishful thinking too. So, yeah, for me, James White going to take a step back this year. Will not finish what he did in 2018. The the volume in general is going to come down a little bit, and he is my number one disappointment, I guess you could say. Not even a really a disappointment, but just a guy yeah. who's going to really take a step back. Who would you rather have, Tariq Cohen or James White? I would – oh, boy, that's tough. I'd rather have Tariq Cohen. I think I'd rather have James White. How about Mark Ingram? 
I'd rather Mark Ingram. Agreed. I think that's a good running offense in Baltimore with yeah. the style of offense they're going to use. And I think he's going to be pretty much the number one guy now. Yeah. I mean, those two are right back-to-back in consensus ranks. So, Okay. Give us your second guy, Pat. All right. My second guy, a guy who really came out of the year just on fire and all cylinders, probably might have been the, the MVP of the first half of the season in, 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 in uh, fantasy, maybe other than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Adam Thielen, man, yeah. did he come man. out hot? Let me tell you, in the first eight weeks, he had 74 receptions on 96 targets for 925 yards and six touchdowns. He had a, he had for in all those games, he had a hundred yards at least, and he was catching almost in every single one. He was catching a touchdown too. In the back half of the season, that fell to 39 receptions on 57 targets for 448 yards and three touchdowns. You're basically, in the second half of the year, you're cutting his stats in half. Still finished as, I think, the sixth or seventh receiver in um, fantasy last year. I can tell you here, too. He was sixth, fifth in PPR leagues last year. Yep. Um, About 300 points. Yep. I mean, heck of a year. But I, I see his numbers kind of being um, – I don't see him reaching those those highs last year. You know, they got a new offensive coordinator. Um, and and uh, the, he he had starting to fall off a little bit before that. But I just don't see him kind of reaching the peaks that he did last year. Maybe somewhere between those two. Um, you know, the peak and the valley there. I just don't see him being quite as uh, as valuable as he was last year. Again, I still think Diggs is more talented, even though Adam Thielen has really <laughs> kind of shown me up the past two years. Uh, I still th- I do think he's a top receiver. I would rather have him somewhere in the um, high teens. I have him at 12 right now compared to where he was at five last year. But okay, um, I don't see him finishing as a top Here's five the... like wide receiver. Okay, here's the... Uh the everlasting question with the Vikings offense is it is it Diggs or Thielen in yeah. 19 yeah like we've been asking that for and the past it, it's couple been years Thielen now. it's been Thielen is it Thielen again in 19 and, does he have a better season than Diggs I mean or is it is it like one guy's 11 one guy's 13 I think it's gonna be like that again yeah I think it's been like that for a while the the problem with Diggs is he can never stay healthy and Thielen's just been been yeah the, been a healthy guy yep um I just you know I just don't see Thielen getting back up into that top five range. I mean, I, I have trouble saying he won't be in the top ten because I think he could probably finish maybe like ten, but I don't see him getting much higher than that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm torn on this because uh, I, I can certainly see all, all of your points. Excuse me, um, but I don't see a whole lot. I don't see what changes with that passing offense. In terms of of who Kirk Cousins' favorite targets are, I'm hoping that he's more comfortable, you know, with that team and and you know his offensive teammates in year two. Um, certainly disappointing in year one. I don't see really what changes though. I still think that Adam Thielen could be his go-to guy. I mean, Diggs Diggs is obviously right there too. Yeah, uh, loves throwing to both of them, rightfully so. They're both very talented receivers. Yeah, uh, I could see it. I, I could definitely see a drop from five. No I mean, question. I, he finished above guys like Julio. He finished above Juju. He finished above Mike Evans. He finished above Keenan Allen. I'd rather have all those guys. T.Y. Hilton finished above him. I'd rather have T.Y. Hilton. I'd rather have Adam Thielen over Mike Evans. Okay. But, you know, the but, other guys. Yeah. I just don't see him finishing over those guys. Oh, he finished over Odell Beckham who had a bad year last year. I just, you know, those guys I would much rather have than, yeah. than Adam Thielen. But, 
you know, okay. again, he could probably, he could, I still think he'll be solid. I mean, these both, neither of the guys I'm saying are guys I think that are going to have really down years and be terrible. They're just guys I think you need to kind of pump the brakes Still on. Still a shoe-in yeah. top 15 receiver. Like, yeah. we agree there. Yeah. Probably almost a shoe-in top 12. Yeah. So. At 12. Okay. So, Patrick Mahomes and Adam Thielen for Pat. Uh, my number one guy, James White. And my second guy and our final player for tonight that we're going to discuss. This might seem a little more obvious uh, than, well, I don't want to say James White isn't obvious with the you know, emergence, I guess, of, yeah. of Sony Michelle. One more stat, actually, that I want to throw out there. Uh, James White played 42 snaps per game over the first 10 games. Sony Michelle, when he started to get a little, I think, a little bit healthy. more into a groove yeah. and health, fully healthy in the back half after the Week 11 bye, just 31 snaps per game for James White. So yeah. an 11-snap-per-game difference, um, 11 fewer snaps per game for James White in weeks 12 through 17, I think that we probably see, see, uh, you know, kind of that trend again in 2019, at least to start the year, um, until Sony starts, you know, fumbling the ball away. Like we know he, he kind of can, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he has a little bit of an issue there. We've seen, last year, but... but he did, you're right. So, okay. Um, my second guy, Emmanuel Sanders, who you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, well that's obviously tours Achilles, you know, he's 32 years old. Yeah. That's a tough injury to come back from for a guy who relies on quickness, getting yeah. in and out of routes quick. Uh, his style of play would suggest that an Achilles is a big deal. Yeah, um, It's a big deal for anybody on the football field when you're talking about using, you know, your explosion to, to make plays in short areas, but especially for a receiver like Emmanuel Sanders. Now, the reason that, I really think he's going to take a step back here. Average 16.5 fantasy points per game in PPR formats in 2018. That was 16th among receivers in a point-per-game basis. That's his most since 2014 with Peyton Manning, which was at 18.7. He really hasn't had terrible years. It, you know, He had some injuries two years ago, played with a plethora of quarterbacks who, you know how I feel about them. Um, but 16-game pace last year was outstanding. 95 catches... Over 1,150 yards, five touchdowns, which the touchdowns weren't really there. But in terms of catches and yards, um, why are you looking he, that he, way? He was one of your sleepers last year, wasn't he? Yeah. He was one of those guys yeah. that you were really on. Oh, I, I loved he, him. I drafted yeah. him. I mean, he was maybe the best flex in our 14-man yeah. league all year. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy was just outstanding for me and started off the year with a 10-catch performance against the Seahawks. Um Really just did some good things up until that injury in week, I think it was 12 or 13 when he tore his Achilles. Um, but but again, it, it does come down to that. It comes down to the recovery time. He has already said he doesn't know if he's going to be ready for training camp. Is he going to be ready for week one? We don't know. Could he wind up on the pup? I don't know about that either. I feel like he is. I mean, Achilles injuries are Probably. notoriously hard yeah. to come back from. So we're talking about, we're at you know, six months now, I think, from the recover, from when he tore it nine months at the start of the season, basically. Um, the other big thing here is, look, I think Cortland Sutton's a talented receiver. I think Deshaun Hamilton is the guy that's going to surprise everybody this year. Yeah. Um, I think he's a guy who could catch 80-plus passes, personally. Yeah. I'm, I watched a lot of him in college. I thought his biggest thing is he struggled with drops, but he could provide some big playability. And, and honestly, I, I thought he was a pretty good receiver coming out of college. Um he had a good, really good end of the season last year when 
Emmanuel Sanders got hurt. So I think those reps that Joe they're going to get with Joe Flacco in the preseason, yeah. you know, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be behind the eight ball. Now he's a veteran. I don't want to discount that. He's a guy who can come in and, and bang, bang. Like him yeah. and Flacco could, you know, get this rapport where it's like, okay, yeah. I know who you are. You've been in the league seven, eight years, whatever it is. You can, you know, I'm going to lean on you. But I think I think Sutton and Hamilton take big steps forward this year. I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to struggle coming off that injury. I think the lack of reps with Joe Flacco is going to hurt. And I'll say this. I thought that Case Keenum was a better style quarterback for what Emmanuel I mean, Sanders yeah. than what Joe Flacco is going to be. Um so I think all of those things in general, I think that's 16 and a half fantasy points per game, no matter when Emmanuel Sanders comes back, whether it's week two, whether it's week five, we don't know. I think that that average per game is going to take a significant, pretty significant drop. Yeah. Um, I think you're probably looking at a guy who's going to average more like 11 or 12 points per game in PPR uh, formats. So uh, Emmanuel Sanders, a guy who finished in the top 20 last year among wide receivers, even playing 12 games, I think he's going to finish probably more around wide receiver 30, yeah, I mean, uh, 35 probably for me, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I, I mean, think. I've got now on a points per game basis, um, you know, I still think he could finish around 30, 32. Yeah, I mean, right now I've got him not even in my top 50. I mean, the way I kind of do my ranks is as I, I kind of formulate thoughts about guys, I'll start placing them. He's kind of one of my uh, the guys I haven't really put in my ranks yet, but I've got 50 other guys ahead of him that I have ranked out, and I don't see him jumping into there. I mean, again, he's coming off that Achilles injury. He's a guy I'm not, I don't want to stash and hold on my team for a while. And right now, I mean, uh, his he's ranked in the around 45 in expert consensus according to Fantasy Pros. Early ADP has him around 40, and I I don't see me taking him mm-hmm. in either of those spots i just he, I got, he's gonna be a guy I, I avoid in most drafts i think would you want him over robbie anderson your favorite player i, I would rather have robbie anderson honestly <laughs> that's the first and only time yeah. i'm gonna get you to say yeah. i would rather have yeah. robbie anderson that was a good, that's a good one. <laughs> i'm gonna cherish those words yeah. okay um all right well that's all we have uh we're about the 30 minute mark here yeah. pat I mean, so that's good i'd rather i'd rather have deshaun um, hamilton and Cortland sutton over, yeah over oh, i agree i agree i agree and deshaun's my number one right now in the denver offense i could easily see Cortland sutton being the number one there too though uh but we'll see how look at a lot of this depends on who is the guy for joe flacco yeah uh, no and, and noah font can't overlook a rookie Definitely tight end can. who was taken in what it was the first or second round Font went. Number was 20. He they, first the tra- round. Yeah. they traded back and took him at 20 with the Steelers. Yeah, so that's uh, you know that's a huge pickup for them as well. A guy who I loved his tape at Iowa in terms of just stretching the field and being a receiver. I think he's the, the best receiving threat at tight end they've had in a while. Um, so that's going to play into it as well. All right, well, that's all the time we have for, uh, for this podcast. We will be on again either this week or next week we're trying to do one podcast a week per week um you know for the time being until we rev things up here in the summer months uh, but thanks for everybody who listens to the podcast you can find us on spotify google podcast apple podcast uh stitcher tune in radio google play um you name it you can find us there follow us on twitter facebook instagram and we will talk to you next time for uh, james for pat cotter i'm james swanson i'll have the stats talk to you later bye-bye